Indoors bad, outdoors good. Indoors bad, outdoors good. Indoors bad, outdoors good. Indoors bad, outdoors good. Indoors bad. All right, those the uh, salient words of Premier Ford just moments ago. Yes. Indoors bad. Indoors outdoors bad. Good. Outdoors good. Well, indoors again were what? Sorry. Indoors bad. And outdoors. Outdoors good. In- okay, got it. Yes. Okay, that part of his announcement that in-class learning will not return this school year. That's a welcome in vaccine researcher, Doctor Iris Gorfinkel, who joins us each and every Wednesday, and she's with us now here on six forty Toronto. Doctor Gorfinkel, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right, health experts, educators, they were asked uh, or asked in this questionnaire, and apparently they wanted a return to in-class learning. The government, though, says opening up uh, classrooms would increase the caseload by some 11% because of the variants that are out there right now, so they'll remain closed for the rest of the school year. Did they make, do you think, Dr. Gorfinkel, the right decision? I have zero doubt in my mind that that is the right way to go. And why do I say that? Because we know that the new variant, I'm just talking about B117, which still compromises 95% of the cases we're seeing, that is 50% more contagious. And we also know that children are just about as contagious as adults are, especially when you're talking about older children, most of whom have yet to be vaccinated. So we're working on them. We have to respect that. And never mind, if we get that Indian variant coming in, that's 50% more contagious than even the B117 variant is. So it could spell big time disaster if we were to open it up prematurely. And I think that that patience is going to pay off. All right. Meantime, uh, NASI has recommended officially now mixing doses. If you had AstraZeneca as your first dose, you could opt for Pfizer or Moderna. What exactly, uh, Dr. Gorfinkel, is the reasoning behind this? And what do you think it's going to mean for a vaccine rollout moving forward? It's actually representative of Canada having enough vaccines to be in that luxurious position, which should not be taken for granted, of having choice. So, you know, the likelihood of a blood clot with the second dose we know is very much less than with the first dose. Having said that, there is a very tiny likelihood of it still happening. And for that reason, we are in the luxurious position to say, fine, you want to have Pfizer, you can have it. You can have Moderna, in fact, if you want. But what does that translate into? Waiting a little longer for the vaccine. It also translates into accepting that there will be more side effects. Let's not exaggerate, but people should plan on getting that second dose if they're planning on mixing and matching because of the vaccine side effects, including fever, headache, muscle aches. These are the kind of things that we know are more. So what'll happen with that? Will we have as long lasting immunity? There's still a question about that. How long lasting will the immunity be? It may be that Canada will be in the very enviable position of even offering booster shots on that Pfizer shot. So for somebody who decided, yes, I want that Pfizer shot or I want that Moderna shot. And what's interesting too is that NASI also said yesterday that in addition to getting AstraZeneca then Pfizer, people can opt to get Pfizer and then potentially Moderna. Now, Pfizer, Pfizer is the first sh- first choice, but if Pfizer is not available, they could jump to Moderna. 
And if they've had Moderna for dose one and Moderna is not available for dose two for whatever reason, they can opt to get Pfizer. So basically it's, it is a real mix and match. So it'll be exciting to see what finally does happen from this. Um, we are in a luxurious position to be offering that. That does give us way more agility when it comes to mixing and matching than if we were stuck with the very same vaccine. Yeah, Is there a preferred vaccine for the second dose? I've got a few emails from people uh, wondering they've had AstraZeneca as their first dose. And is it better to go for Pfizer, Moderna, or does it matter? You know something, the answer to that question actually depends on where in the world a person lives. If you live in the UK, you don't get a choice. You get AstraZeneca. So there are almost no exceptions to that. Of course, those who've had clots. But here in Canada, we're in a, a slightly different situation. We are in the luxurious position of having lots of Pfizer and lots of Moderna. Do I even know the answer to that question? And the truth is, we will have to see what the data shows us over time. For now, we know that mixing and matching offers the advantage of a greater portfolio of immune responses up front. The antibody levels are higher. You're getting, your body will start making the spike protein in two different ways. One way in which the AstraZeneca vaccine has directed, and a second way in which either Pfizer or Moderna has directed. So what to do with that space? Like, do we go with a bird in the hand and knowing that the, you know, we know that the immunity will last long with AstraZeneca, or do we go with the theoretical possibility, which is, which is probably going to prove true, that AstraZeneca followed by either Pfizer or Moderna will in fact give just as long lasting immunity. It may be that with further research, there'll be a booster shot in addition that if you choose to get Pfizer for the second dose after having had AstraZeneca for the first, they'll say, fine, get a second Pfizer dose. Imagine that. We may be awash in vaccines to be in such a luxurious position, but I think that's theoretical for now, and we have to wait to see what the data will tell us. All right. And I know you're getting a lot of questions, Dr. Gorfinkel, about immunity. Once you're fully vaccinated, do we know how long you might be immune? The best data we have so far suggests that the immunity will last 12 months. How exciting is that? 12 months of immunity. And they take that information from large databases of populations. And it's exciting stuff because 12 months is a whole year. I think what we're looking at when it comes to uh, booster shots, that's a whole nother ball game. Like, we're, are we gonna need boosters? And chances are almost certainly that we will need booster shots. And why is that? Because of the variance of concern. So there's the strongest data is six months for sure. It probably lasts the full 12 months. But the problem is at the 12 month mark, we, we may well be seeing different variants coming. And we know that each of these vaccines is based on the single spike protein. And that single spike protein changes with the variant. So that's the big issue. Are we going to have the right spike protein recipe for the body? Or in fact, will we need a new booster shot to provide longer lasting and strong immunity to the variants? If we can get enough people vaccinated, it may be a moot point, but right now it does appear that we will need booster shots. All right. Got to leave it there for now. Dr. Gorfinkel, always appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Many thanks. Always a pleasure. All right, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, vaccine researcher with us each and every Wednesday. 